All right, as we, as we look a little closer and listen for God's voice in this passage, I invite you to join me in prayer. Our God of grace, we ask that you would help to open our ears, to open our minds, to open the deeper parts of who we are, to what you would have us hear and know and do today. We carry with us the distractions, noise, desires of the season. We bring with us the joys and the sorrows of our circumstances. And as we sit with these things this morning, my prayer is that your Holy Spirit, that you would arrive in ways that open us up. And as we have a chance to consider what it's like to pray through from one season to the next, maybe we think of it, maybe we're very much the last year and next year kind of people, or maybe we don't think that way. Either way, we do have seasons that you bring us through. And so we pray that you bring us through the ones we're in right now. Often before our consciousness is the mess of this world and the fact that the mess has touched our own hearts, we don't find ourselves flawless, but we find ourselves a part of the problem. And so as we're more flawed than we care to admit, Your story keeps telling us we're more loved and accepted. Help us to believe it this morning because of what you've done through Jesus. Join us and meet us now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I asked you to listen closely and see if you hear a transition in the psalm. So let's talk about that first. Where did you see things shift in the psalm, in Psalm 90? Anybody? I'm sorry? Relent. I'm looking at where that is. Verse 13, relent, Lord. I'm going to say that's close. (laughs) You're You're right in the area where it's shifting. What else did you guys notice about the shift? I'm sorry? It was abrupt? Yeah. And what, what was kind of before and what was after? The shift in this psalm. What's that? Oh, yeah. Um, any chance we can, we can get the slides of the scripture back up? They won't all be on one screen. Um, so there you have the beginning. Going to verse 5. Why don't we go to the next slide? And then the next slide, if you just turn to that. Now, verse 11 is sort of a verse that doesn't fit in the same way with what's before it and what's after. What's, what I notice about this psalm is that 
verse 1 through 10 are, um, they're sort of like reality check. Um, as it gets said, in, I have a teenager in my house, and so this is a funny thing that I guess the teenagers are saying, is when you say something that's true, then um, all of a sudden someone in our house says, facts. <laughs> Just monotone, you have to say it monotone, facts. So um, it's like verse 1 through 9 are facts, 1 through 10. And it's like this, whoever is composing this um, has had a certain kind of series of events or circumstances in their life or a season they've been in, and now it's time to just let out kind of what this reality has made them consider. So part one is sort of the present reality. Verse 11 is kind of, I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's sort of transitions a little bit because verse 12 is very clear. James saw it in verse 13 too, but the, what, what you notice is the word teach, teach us, is suddenly it's this um, request to God. It's a it's like commanding God to do things. So it transitions from saying, this is what we've been in, this is what's been happening, or how we've been feeling about what's been happening, to request, God do this, God do that. And so as we enter into Psalm 90 and into this kind of praying ourselves today, we're going to do that in a particular way. Um, not, it won't maybe feel like a normal sermon um, a little more interactive. And so what I'll do is I'll talk about the first part just a little bit, and then I'll give some prompts for you to, in quiet together, take a moment and write down some things. Um, maybe for you that's just you think about some things and you stew on it and you jot down one word. For others, it's you're going to fill up a page. Everybody's different. But you'll have some, some prompts to wonder about, first, your present reality. And then I'll talk about, secondly, the second half. And then you'll be prompted to wonder about what requests you might have moving forward. Um, and then, after we've done both of those kind of quiet prompting times, then we'll actually have a chance to pray those things together. It, you might um, want to risk vulnerability and speak out loud one of the things you've written down, or it might just be silent for you. So that's what we're going to do together. So I, even as I begin talking about the psalm, I'd encourage you to begin wondering about things, and, and if that means jotting something down, that's, that can start already. So as we talk about the first half of Psalm 90, it feels like this person, the composer of the psalm, is making observations about God that have been stirred up by their recent chapter of their life. Um, and the psalmist, um, if, if, you, if we can flip back to verse 1 through 5, the psalmist doesn't seem to have had a good year, if we're going to put it in terms of Let's imagine, even though that's not really what's happening in this psalm, but let's imagine this is happening at the transition from one year to the next. The psalmist is saying things that are 
pretty dark about what's been going on and what kind of reflections they have or meditations they have coming out of life lately. There's talk about God's anger and wrath. There's several comments about the brevity of life and the sort of human fragility. Return to dust, you mortals, is in verse 3. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by. Now, the psalmist starts by putting this in, the, in a frame of sort of deep trust. I don't know if you caught that. I mean, because it is kind of dark the first half, but the frame from the beginning, the first statement is, Lord, you have been a dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born... Or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So there's a faith and a trust and a fondness for God as this person leads us in this prayer, but it quickly gets real and vulnerable. We have seasons in life that feel good and some that feel not so good. We have feelings and we have seasons in life where we'll feel like almost like our life and our journey is unstoppable or invincible, where things feel like maybe they click or like there's a flow. And that's real. That that's a that's a part of the human experience to have times where we experience the best of what this world is and what we were meant to be in this world. And we have seasons sometimes that are dominated by that kind of goodness. And then other times we have seasons like what it seems the composer of this psalm has had, where it seems kind of like God's hand is heavy on us. If you're a believer in God, then it can feel like if there is a God, then this God is it's pressing down almost. And I can feel the human frailty and fragility and mortality of existence. So this morning, I have those kind of preacher thoughts, those kind of realizations as a pastor. But this morning also, as I, as I read this psalm, I hear it through the lens of my own heart um, in, a, in a different kind of way. Because uh, on Monday, um, my uncle died on Christmas Eve. Um, so my, on Monday morning, my aunt um, entered into this, the chaos and confusion and horror of completely unexpected heart attack. Her husband's gone. And my cousins, um, my two cousins are suddenly without a dad and, they're, and this one little almost three-year-old Griffin is without a grandpa. So just my own heart brings this sort of lens to it this week, like, and these, these parts of it which say, um, talk about the sleep of death and us, our lives being like, like new grass that shoots up and then is gone. Our years might be 70 or 80 if we're lucky. My uncle was 65. So maybe, maybe you hear, maybe that's not that kind of, Sorrow, confusion, chaos, grief lens is not your heart's lens this morning, but you probably have some lens that, that you feel this psalm 
as I think about my own family, my mom and my cousins and my aunt, I think about, wow, 2018 for my aunt and her daughters was a great year until December 24. And then 2019 is going to be a year very much in the valley and in the dark and in the confusion. So life, what is life kind of bringing you to consider? We sit here on December 30 and we read as this composer of this prayer leads us in a very raw, heartfelt prayer. We too look towards honesty and vulnerability with God this morning. So I'm going to lead you to just consider yourself and start to jot things down. Let's take a moment. I'll say a few things to kind of just try to prompt you, and then I'll let it be silent for a little bit as you consider how you pray through the circumstances of your life lately. So on this first reflection, just consider what has life lately been bringing you to notice? What has life, what has this season lately been leading you to to feel? What feelings have been brought up to the surface? What has this last season of your life led you to realize? And so in the quiet reflection, just jot something down. There's not a right or wrong reflection, there's just your reflection. Just maybe another minute.
after the composer of the psalm kind of gets it out, like this is what life is feeling for me lately. This is what I'm learning about life and about God and humanity. Then the requests start flowing, and it sounds like this. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Verse 14 is, satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy. Then verse 15, make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as have been trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. These are the requests. And maybe one of those, maybe one of those specifically resonates with you and you're drawn towards considering that as something that is sort of your prayer today, or maybe you're led towards something else. But I would point out before we take, before we take that another minute to jot down what our requests might be about the next season of life, to just notice a very simple thing, that all of these requests relate to God's activity in our life. The composer of the psalm is just praying for God's activity. It seems like God has been really distant in this composer's life, and their reaction is not to pray for circumstances or for stuff. How often do we find ourselves gravitating towards those kinds of prayers or desires for our future? Career, you know, spouse, a bigger house, uh, health, finances, friends, to feel better. The psalmist, the composer of this psalm is saying, no. Let's have none of that. And let's, let's pray something far more valuable than any of that. Let's pray for God's activity in our lives. And let's, let's do that now with another time to write some things down. Requests as you transition, perhaps, or you feel a sense of what's the next season like. Maybe you're thinking in terms of the years 2018 to 2019. What longing has God been cultivating in your heart? Let me ask a few more questions. Maybe one of them will prompt you to something. Where do you hope to see God's hand? What spiritual quality do you want cultivated in your heart? Or what seems in your life like it's ripe for God's arrival or God's love or God's compassion? Take a couple of minutes to jot some thoughts down. There's not a right or wrong request. There's just your request.
we're going to just transition right into a time of prayer. And um, so you, you kind of know some of the key words. So I'll, I'll kind of guide us into a time, and then and it'll be silent. And it's okay if there's some stretches of silence. Um, it's okay if you share out loud or just silently. And if, some, if someone shares, when someone says something, I'll, I'll say the prompt that we're used to hearing each Sunday. I'll say, we pray to the Lord. And then you can join together and say, Lord, hear our prayer. So that's a way of also just kind of hearing and supporting each other. And your request is, is kind of our request for you. We're with you and we're together as we move forward as a community. So there will be first a time... Just kind of like we did, there will be a time for some silence where you can lift up things that you've noticed, some realizations, and then I'll guide us into a time where you can, it'll be silent and you can lift up things that are your requests um, or desires moving forward. So um, there will also be some music kind of playing um, during this time as well. So let's go into prayer. Loving God, you have been our dwelling place through, throughout all generations. Sometimes you have felt far away, other times close. This morning as I pulled out our community directory and browsed over the names of people that you have led into City Life Church, their journeys came to mind. Our recent realities our joys and our trials. Some of us have received good news this year. Others of us received painful news. Some of us felt blessed this year. Others of us felt panic, anxiety, or depression this year. Some of us cultivated gratitude. Others of us felt resentment. We take time now in this moment to voice what you have brought to our attention in this recent season of our life, in our church, in our city. Before we have a chance to ask you for what we'd like to happen moving forward, we just want to name reality in your presence. So whether we voice something out loud or in private silence, please hear and answer us.
go ahead and if you have a realization or something you've noticed, just lift that up and voice that. Maybe it sounds like saying, um, God, this past year I've noticed something or I've been taught something or I've seen something. Pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God, this past year you've taught me about my kind of my inner pace of my soul and slowing down as an act of trust. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Pray to the Lord. God, you've walked with us through this past year. You have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. You arrived in a manger in Bethlehem, bringing hope of renewal to a broken world. We continue to pray for your arrival in our lives this Christmas season. So we take time as a community now to invite your specific activity into our life, our church, our city, and our world. Whether we voice something out loud or in private silence, please hear and answer our requests. God, please keep growing my compassion and my concern for others. We pray to the Lord. God, you hear our requests. 
and we trust you with what we lay out before you. And uh, we thank you for the words that you've given us to pray, the kind of big picture prayer that Jesus taught us as his disciples. And so we have a chance now to join our voices together. Please hear us as we say this prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.